1: Before we get into our passage this week, Heritage Bible Church wants to announce to you ladies an upcoming opportunity. Our 2019 Ladies Conference will be held on Friday, September 20th through Saturday, September 21st. This year's theme is Living Wise in a Foolish World. You can find out more and sign up on our website at www.hbc-boise.org. That's www.hbc-boise.org. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, our study through the book of Mark has entered the second chapter. But before we dig into verse 1... Pastor Jim will be preaching this week on what he calls Mark chapter 2, verse 0. Mark features Jesus' as deity through various accounts of miraculous healings. So before we go further, it's important to ask, how should we think about these miraculous healings and claims today of similar healings? As you'll see, they are not the same. We'll let Pastor Jim get right into it today. With this portion of the sermon entitled, all those healings.
0: Matthew chapter 4, verse 23, talking about that same time in Jesus' life. Jesus was going about in all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every kind of disease and every kind of sickness among the people. So he healed everyone that he chose to. Now, where he was going into a new area, the the word of God was going there, The, the, the gospel was going there for the first time, healing flowed freely. And where people were embracing Jesus, even if they didn't understand all of what that meant, He healed generously. But it's interesting that where people were rejecting Him, where the popular bandwagon to jump on was to blaspheme, Jesus sometimes withheld healing. On the heels of the declaration of the total rejection of Him by the leaders of the Jews, we read in Matthew 13, 58, He did not do many miracles there because of their unbelief. What's that? Does it mean mean that their unbelief limited His power? No, it means that Jesus believed what He taught. He didn't cast pearls before swine. If you're hating me, rejecting me, saying I'm doing it by the power of Satan, what am I going to do by doing it more? when you've already seen that. It's not because His power was limited. It's because He is sovereign and omnipotent. And and omnipotent, but omniscient is the word I meant to say. It's also interesting that Jesus very often healed people with no evidence of faith on their part. That's a significant thing because people today say, well, the reason you're not healed is you don't have enough faith. Perfect cop-out. It's the perfect cop out for admitting, I can't heal you. That's not what Jesus ever did. He sometimes used healing to stimulate faith. Look in John chapter 2, John chapter 4, John chapter 5. Last week, um, we looked at the passage where he healed a leper who came to him and, and called him Lord. And he said, If you're willing, I can be you, know, you can make me clean, and Jesus said, I am willing to be clean, and the guy was instantly healed, and then he immediately showed his true colors. He ignored a direct order from the Son of God, and he completely flouted the law of God that he'd known his whole life. He knew if he was ever healed of leprosy, there was a procedure to go through with the, with the priests, right? Right? And Jesus said, don't go tell anybody about it. Go show yourself to the priest. What did the guy do? Forget the priest. I'd have to walk to Jerusalem for that. I'm going to go out and mess up Jesus' plans by, by telling everybody about it. In other words, he proved he was an unbeliever by flagrantly disobeying God. And yet Jesus healed him. You don't have to have faith to be healed. You have to have the sovereign plan of God to heal you. The point is this. No case was beyond Jesus' ability to heal. Only His sovereign will ever tempered the use of His healing power. So what are these characteristics? He healed with a word or a touch. He healed totally. He healed uh, instantly. He healed everyone that He desired to at will. And number five, Jesus healed organic diseases. When uh, when Jesus healed, there was no room for doubt about what had happened. He didn't cure nonspecific annoyances or functional disorders like headaches or nonspecific lower back pain. Now, trust me, when I have a headache, I like getting rid of it, right? You ever got a crink in your back? I mean, getting rid of that, that's a, that's a good thing. And, and Jesus may have cured any number of headaches or, or low back pain or stub toes or whatever, but He cured diseases like leprosy, diseased, dead, malformed tissues, crippled legs, paralysis, congenital blindness, bleeding, stuff like that. There was no doubt when He healed. Now, there's something you need to understand here. Can somebody go somewhere and hear somebody say something and they say, you know, I've just had this horrible headache for two days and, uh, and, and they go away and the headache is gone? Yeah. And you know what? That's a cool thing. That's perfectly fine. But is it the spiritual gift of healing? Healing. Here's an important point. Most illnesses, you could argue all, have certain psychosomatic element to them. What do we mean by psychosomatic? Well, psycho means you're crazy. No, psycho is the Greek word from the Greek word suke for your soul. Soma is the Greek word for your body. Your body and your soul interact. The physical you and the non-physical you have a connection, a very strong connection. You can go through... A very difficult physical time, and can it and can it cause you to be depressed? Yes, it can, because your bodily situation can affect your your psyche, your spirit, your feelings, and all of that. Can you uh, go through a very difficult time emotionally, and it affects your body? Absolutely, it can. Uh, long periods of stress, sleep deprivation, and it, it will. It will uh, lower your body's immune system's ability to, to fight things off. But that connection is what makes way for the placebo effect. The placebo effect is very real, but it's not miraculous. Many dietary supplements and homeopathic treatments work for some people, at least to some degree, primarily because of how strongly people believe they will work. Now, what do we do when we, as objectively as possible, test a new drug? How do, how do they do that? You do a double-blind study, okay? You get a couple of groups of people together. They volunteer. They, they have the situation that the drug is supposed to, um, to affect. Maybe you can even have three groups. You have some groups you do nothing for. And then you, or one group, you you do nothing for another group. You may give them a pill and say, you know, this is this is part of the study for curing whatever itis you might have. And then you give the other group a pill and you tell them the same thing. One group gets a sugar pill. The other group gets a pill that has the chemical in it that they're testing for it. And you know what happens? A lot of people you do nothing for get well <laughs> because you're going to get over every disease you have except the last one. Okay, well, that's, just, that's normal routine. But you can look at that. What is a normal course of recovery with no treatment at all? Then you look at the people that you give the sugar pills to and you know what? They get better at a better rate than people who don't get anything. That's the placebo effect. That's your mind working on your body to accelerate a healing process. I'm not against the placebo effect. If it works fine. And then if you get a significant increase in how many people get better or how much faster they get better with the drug, then you have validated that the drug actually works. And unless all the people that got better also grew a third eye, then maybe you put the drug on the market, right? You can, you can test these things. Well, that's the placebo effect psychosomatic effect or somatopsychic effect. I I like to invent that word in the other way. It works because it works both ways. The fact of that flings open the door to manipulation and superstition. It flings open the door to quack doctors, home remedy peddlers, snake oil salesmen, they used to be caricatured at in the Old West, and faith healers. The healings of Jesus the healings by Jesus, never left any doubt because of the signs, the the kinds of things that he healed. No one today is doing what Jesus did. And what I mean by no one, I mean no one, not one single individual anywhere on the planet has this gift operating as it operated with Jesus. When uh, modern faith healing was just becoming widespread, and by the way, this wasn't that big of a deal until 100 uh, years ago or so, but uh, there was a very famous faith healer whose name you would probably recognize if you're over 40. Um, And there was a desire to validate this ministry. Uh, A medical doctor by the name of William Nolan decided to investigate this. He was not setting out to prove anything biblical. He was doing an objective investigation of this healing. He went to this healer, and with the permission of the healer, he secured 80 people. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program.